The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading of the Holy Gospel according to Luke. While some people were speaking about how the temple was adorned with costly stones and votive offerings, Jesus said, all that you see here, the days will come when there will not be left, a stone upon another stone that will not be thrown down. Then they asked him, teacher, when will this happen? And what sign will there be when all these things are about to happen? He answered, see that you not be deceived. For many will come in my name saying, I am he, and the time has come. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for such things must happen first, but it will not immediately be the end. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against the nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be powerful earthquakes, famines and plagues from place to place, and awesome sights and wonder, mighty signs will come from the sky. Before all this happens, however, they will seize and persecute you. They will hand you over to the synagogues and to prisons, and they will have you led before kings and governors because of my name. It will lead to your giving testimony. Remember, you are not to prepare your defense beforehand. For I myself shall give you a wisdom in speaking that all your adversaries will be the powerless to resist or to refute. You will even be handed over by parents, brothers, relatives, and friends and they will put some of you to death. You will be hated by all because of my name, but not a hair on your head will be destroyed. By your perseverance, you will secure your lives. The Gospel of the Lord. The Lord be with you. We're getting to the end of our liturgical season, which always ends every November when we start anew at Advent. And at the end of the season, we always have these apocalyptic readings about sort of the end of the world, or in the case today, Jesus talking about how the temple in Jerusalem was going to be destroyed. I had... I've only recently sort of come to understand a little bit better the significance of the temple being destroyed in 70 AD. I kind of went through the 12 years of seminary and didn't really seem that important uh, at the time, but uh, I'd like to just sort of do a little dive into scripture to uh, help us maybe understand the meaning of the temple what it meant for Christians in the first century, and what does it mean for us today. So if you were a Jewish person in the first century, the temple would have been, in many ways, the center of your life. The temple was the dwelling place of God. And they had this beautiful, glorious cloud that would come and fill the temple. 
If you were in Jerusalem or you arrived there on pilgrimage, you would see that light coming from the temple and you knew God was there. God was with you. He was part of your city. You were safe. That must have been amazing. A second reality of the temple for a Jewish person was it was the only place you could offer worship to God through sacrifice. Now, their synagogues in their little towns were not the same as our churches in our little towns, right? The synagogue temple was not the same as our parish to the cathedral. In the synagogue, you would read from the Torah, but you wouldn't offer sacrifice. And the, the, the best type of prayer you could ever do was to go on a pilgrimage, go to the temple, and offer your offering there on the altar. And you went home knowing you had prayed to God, that you were justified. And when the temple uh, was destroyed, they no longer had a place where they could even truly touch God in prayer. The temple also, I guess lastly you could say, when they built the temple, it had all kinds of images of creation, the stars, the planets, the moon, the sun, plants and animals. It decorated the temple because the temple symbolized God's creation in the world. It symbolized his care for the world. It was the crown jewel, the apple of his eye. Well, all of that for Jesus to say, this is going to end. The temple's going to be destroyed. None of the Jewish people nor his disciples and apostles would have wanted to hear that. That would have been an awful thought. And Jesus was right about 40 years after he died and rose, 70 AD, the Roman armies just completely obliterated the temple. And there's a painting I'll show. I'm not going to talk about it, but it's a, a painting that depicts Jerusalem all aflame. And I realized only recently that when you read the book of Revelation, so that last book of the Bible that's really complicated about like the four horsemen and the plagues, it's referring to, it's a prophecy about the destruction of the temple. Well, the Jewish people had this heartbreaking, soul-crushing moment that their temple was destroyed. God was no longer with them in the same way. They no longer could go and offer prayer and worship. And it seemed like God no longer was caring for the world. They were devastated. But the Christians had a very different experience. Now, of course, they were heartbroken at the beautiful temple being destroyed. But St. Paul, who was a man who loved the temple very much, he wrote a letter about 10 years before the temple was destroyed, and it's in the New Testament, the letter to the Corinthians, and he writes uh, the following. I'm going to put it up here. He writes to the Christians this beautiful new idea. Do you know you are the temple of God? You see, Jesus on earth was, well, he was God. When he entered into the temple as a baby boy or when he was lost in the temple, it was God truly entering into the temple in a new way. Jesus was the new temple. And we, as part of his mystical body, by our baptism, we are a temple of God. And when we go home from Catholic Mass, when we receive the communion, when we have Jesus in our soul, we're truly even more a temple of God. And Jesus said, 
to the, his disciples when he said the temple's going to be destroyed. And then the next thing he says, and be careful because they're going to come after you too. To be a Christian means you're going to be under persecution. If they eat forces of evil in the Roman legion attacked the temple, well, all of us as a new temple could also expect to carry a heavy cross. Those Christians at the time of the destruction of the temple, it's hard to imagine what was going on in their heart and soul, but they had accepted an invitation to see in Jesus the Messiah. They didn't have the same soul-crushing experience because they had taken a leap of faith. God had come way before the temple was destroyed and made them an offering, showed them a new way, something different, a new way of life. And because they said yes to God and they took a leap of faith, their faith just grew all the more. And so I want to maybe say for us today, what is this whole idea of the temple being destroyed and God having preemptively solved the problem in our own lives, let us make sure that when God crosses your path and says, and holds out his hand and makes an invitation to a leap of faith, make sure you say yes. It's probably at times frightening to do that, right? But you won't regret saying yes to God in that way.